0: The following program is a member of the Kings of Wrestling Empire. Go to kowempire.weebly.com for more audio broadcasts as well as articles and our new form. Kings of Wrestling Empire now has new features. In addition to our usual audio broadcasts featuring up-to-date wrestling talk, we now have our own articles where you can read reviews, previews, coverage, predictions, insight, opinions and more at kowempire.webway.com forward slash articles. And we now have our very own form where you can come and chat along with other pro wrestling fans on the Kings of Wrestling form at kingsofwrestling.boards.net. Finally, you're also able to get your own email newsletter for KOW updates um, regarding the website. By signing up, all you need to do is go to kowempire.webuit.com, scroll down to the bottom of any of the pages and fill out the information below. And you'll receive the latest KOW updates. Also, don't forget to follow us at kowempire.com and listen to our audio programs on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and YouTube. You want to join the revolution today and become a Kings of Wrestling Empire fan. Podcast is starting right now, so you better sit down and listen to the shoot They say it wasn't going to be done. They said that the shoe wrestling podcast would never come back. That it was nothing but a distant memory. Well, sorry to the dumb shits at the Pro Wrestling. wrestling. Inform- but you can't stop the Shoe Wrestling Podcast. You can't stop KLW Radio. Presented by Ryan Davis, the Shoot Wrestling Podcast has resurrected, and this time, Ryan Davis isn't the man behind it. It's none other than the new face of Kings of Wrestling, Dylan Osborne. And if you don't like it, as Eric Young would say, go fuck yourself. Get ready for the new Shoot Wrestling Podcast revival. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Dylan one here coming at you with the second episode of the Shoot Wrestling Podcast revival. Sorry that there was not an episode last week. I wasn't really feeling well during the weekend, so I wasn't able to record an episode. So there will be two episodes this week for the Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Now, before I get into today's topic, big, 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 big updates for Kings of Wrestling um, and the website. Once again, going under another name change, we went from radio to network to now empire. So it's KOW Empire com for where you want to go for the website and obviously our uh, Twitter is now at K-O-W Empire. Um Now, in terms of the actual website itself, um, we now have we've now started posting articles on the page. So when you go onto the main page, you can, you, there's a button to go to our audio programs and our articles. And with the latest uh, programs and articles are both on the main page. But obviously, if you want to go to you know older ones, you just click on more articles or more broadcasts, or you can go to the audio programs or articles button and there's even an audio programs and articles button on the top right hand side so there's three different ways to get to um get to those parts of the website um also our twitter feed from kow empire is also live. is a sort of live feed of that on the website if you want to you know keep updates on that while on the website and if you want to sign up to the newsletter you simply scroll down to the bottom put in all the details there in there and then you will get Updates from there, if you want more detailed updates, not, not from our Twitter. And also, debut um, for, from Amir Y2J for This Is NXT, which is his reviewing of, the obviously, the Wednesday NXC shows. But he also uh, did a review of the NXT TakeOver Brooklyn show, just like I did. So if you want to see two different reviews on that, you want to check out both of those uh, reviews. We also have a forum now. Which is um, kingsofwrestling.boards.net. So if you want to talk all things wrestling, you know, New Japan, the Global Force, pretty much every you know, every, everything related to wrestling, including independent wrestling. So maybe someone like me wants to talk about like Progress Wrestling or ICW, something like London related, you know, you can or not London related, but UK independent related, you can go uh, discuss it on there. Um, everything's quite brand new at the moment, so don't, don't be expecting too much at the moment. I and mean, again, every empire starts off small and then will. Uh, eventually expand so that's it for the updates on the website and obviously the twitter as well twitter is staying pretty much the same except the handle is at K W empire uh, for anything you want us to put down uh, any more additions to the website or any updates we could do to the website in terms of the layout the format whatever just you know tweet at us and what and whatnot we'll see uh, what we can do but getting into the actual topic of today's shoot wrestling podcast it's going to be about the iwc and when saying the IWC, there's going to be three types of people I'm sort of listening into that. There's going to be people who have no, cl- no idea what I'm talking about, and they're pretty much new to the idea of wrestling on the internet. Then there's the people who, if I say say anything about the IWC logic, they're going to just type, you know, in caps lock, They're going to be like, ah, oh, if you say IWC logic, you're making fun of yourself because you're part of the IWC. And then you've got the people who get to what I'm uh, talking about. Now in terms of what the IWC is it is an abbreviation for internet wrestling community, which is basically the entirety which is basically the wrestling community on the internet obviously there are sub John, the subsections as well like the YouTube wrestling community podcast forms you know articles you know all that sort of thing there's obviously sub areas as well but it's m- mainly you know the whole of the internet and people whenever people say you know complain about the IWC, they think they're talking about the entirety of the internet, uh, in the entirety of the internet wrestling community, but it's, it's really not that, it's actually, you know, the smarts, the marks, the people who think that, you know, they're, they're smart asses. they think they know everything about wrestling, they think their opinion is the only opinion that matters, and if their opinion doesn't go through, then wrestling is dead, or it sucks, or something like that, so when we talk about the IWC, we normally talk about those types of people, so when we say stuff like IWC Logic, or the IWC are, fuck, are trying to fuck things up, we're normally referencing those people, and not the entirety of the IWC, so Take your caps locks off when you try to say that the, when, I, when I mention IWC logic, I'm also making fun of my own logic. That's clearly not the case. It's a, the it's a case of those types of people who are just complete dickheads. Um, and in terms of today's IWC sort of rant, because I will be having several of these because the IWC have just done so many things that can easily be shot on about that there will be multiple episodes about about these guys. So today's one is going to be about if the IWC were to basically book and run a wrestling business, and for my example, be using the WWE you know, would it be better for wrestling? Would it be worse for wrestling? Or would it just sort of stay the same? Like, would there be no real improvements in terms of quality, in terms of you know viewership and everything like that? What would <clears throat> what would actually happen? So, first of all, I'm just going to go through four points of, you know, the era that most of the IWC like, the, wrestlers they, the type of wrestlers they, they like, the championship hierarchy, and then how people would basically be booked, and then I'll go into sort of how that can affect, you know, viewership can affect certain things. So first of all, we've got the era that the IWC tend to sort of gravitate towards and kind of like. So if I had to pick sort of a a time, like basically a chunk of time that isn't just one sort of year, but it's actually multiple years, I'd pick 1998 to 2002. So the peak of the attitude era in terms of story and wrestling quality, so 1998, 1999, where, the pay-per-view quality was definitely at a low point, but the story was still sometimes interesting, sometimes it was all over the place, you know, but it was still somewhat a famous year. Um, you have 2000, which was sort of like it, it had decent it had decent on both sides of wrestling and in terms of story. You 2001, which was basically the, the opposite of 1999, where the story wasn't the forefront, but the match quality because obviously it had the invasion angle, but the the actual wrestling was really, really good, like it was actually really high pay-per-view quality. And then you have 2002, which was the beginning of the Rufus Aggression era, the beginning of the brand split and all that. And it was a very good year in wrestling, much like how 1998, you know, it start, start, start and end both sort of the same in terms of good stories and good match qualities overall. So that sort of chunk, that sort of five-year period, you know, has a good start and a good ending. And in the middle of it is sort of, you know, you have the opposites and whatnot. And... Besides, you know the storylines, and you know some of the very, you know, the, the quite quite many uh, wrestlers there that are notable, like guys like Owen Hart, guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, you know Triple H is his prime, Kurt Angle, you know when he was in WWE and all that. There's also stuff like violence and blood that really do come to mind in that sort of time period, and obviously there's not much of that in wrestling anymore, or at least in terms of WWE. So, you know that sort of period is what would the IWC. I think if they were to continue booking and running wrestling, that is what. The era they would stick in is sort of in terms of it, in terms of its violence, in terms of its blood, and in terms of just what's happened between those five years. That is what they would put in their wrestling. Now we go on to the wrestlers that the IWC tend to prefer. Um, so I know some people are going to try and contradict it. I know some people are going to try and you know try and point you know ver- various outliers. But in terms of overall, like the standard you would see are independent stars. I'm not going to say really small guys, but smaller guys in terms of your CM Punk's, your Daniel Bryan's, your, your Neville's and whatnot. You're going to see those guys in a lot. And you're going to see the occasional legends that come in that, you know, and again, it really depends on how the IWC decides to book them. Because obviously there have been times when legends will come in and people are like, well, we don't really want them here. And then you've got guys like Sting who, you know, they come in and then they immediately get a world title match at night champions and people are all for it for some reason. You know, the sort of double senses that go into that. So, those would be the types of guys you would most likely see in an IWC, um, like, wrestling promotion, is just seeing those guys over and over and over again, is the you know, independent stars. So, again, you'd have guys like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, who, at, at the turn of the decade, in terms of, like, 2010 to, say, 2014, like, the only people that the IWC wanted to really see as world champion and unify titles and whatnot was those two. I mean, there were periods where it was, like, for a little bit, it was, we, want to see it, it, we wanted like someone like Dolph Ziggler, maybe, but for the most part, it was it was pretty much CM Punk, Daniel Bryan for those sort of four or five years, you know thereabouts. Because obviously, even today, people still want Daniel Bryan, you know, as part as you know a big champion on the roster and whatnot. So, there you know, definitely be those independent stars, even if they're not, even if they've been in WWE for several years, they can still be considered sort of indie stars or whatever. Again, you're going to see the much smaller guys like Neville, like guys, even guys like Finn Balor, maybe. I mean, there'll be a, you know occasional outliers like guys like maybe Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Uh, if baron corbin gets any momentum you see baron corbin obviously bray wyatt as well can be another example so it'll be there'll be a few outliers here and there but for the most part it's going to be the smaller guys and, and the guys they're bringing from independent promotions you know such as ring of honor maybe new japan pro maybe they'll bring some bring some more people from you know the uk scene because obviously that's been a popular thing at the moment with people like becky lynch finn Balor, neville um king barrett as well um now, looking at the championship hierarchy, so this is lowest to, to highest in terms of what the IWC would view the championships as, and you know what they would do with them. So the Divas Championship, I feel, is the lowest because at the moment it's basically, you know, you have one person that they really want, mostly as champion. They want one title reign to sort of stay, but stay as it is, and then everyone, pretty much, pretty much every other Diva on the roster really doesn't matter because they're off doing stuff like total Divas, or they're just they, the WWE don't see them as talented enough, so. Instead of giving them chances to have multiple matches and improve, they're just going to throw them on a, an occasional match and just have it be like two minutes or something. But besides that, like the Divas division is probably going to be very, very low. You then have the tag team division, which with the introduction of the Dudley boys recently returning, and obviously you've got the New Day in as well. By the way, I'm using only superstars that are on the roster at the moment. I'm not going to try and do stuff like how they bring in imports and stuff like that. It's really just mostly going to be what's on the roster at the moment. So you have the tag team division where it's the Dudley Boys have come in, the new day have become really popular. So will be probably those like, you know, those guys are going to help the division sort of boost up a little bit. Obviously, guys like Lucha Dragons are really good. Los Matadores can be really good. Same with the primetime players. And I'm sure if they booked guys like the Ascension properly, they could even get something out of that. So and then you'd have the occasional sort of you know tag team where they throw a couple of guys together just so they've got some new tag teams for a little bit. And that'll be the tag team division. Then sort of, and then there's I'd say more the, the quote unquote buried buried singles guys or they just or they'll even, it, it, the US title needs to come down title basically is either going to be a champ a, a wrestler that they like they'll use it as a stepping stone to push him to the world title but besides that it's mostly gonna be a, a quote unquote jobless title basically guys that they don't like they're gonna throw in there. So it's mostly gonna be it's gonna be guys like Big Show, Rusev, um maybe maybe Ryback, like Ryback's over sort of half and half at the moment. You'll see guys like the Miz um, on there you'll probably see Roman Reigns there. Um you know you see all those all those types of guys there um, in that sort of division. So it'll either be they'll either think we've oversaturated the world title division with all these guys so we have to get we have to throw some of them down, but then you just use those titles as a stepping stone. But if all the guys they like are in the world title picture, then that's just gonna be where all where they sort of half ass you know, storylines for those titles, half ass matches for those titles. Uh, that's how I feel the, the the US Championship and the Intercontinental Championship would sort of be used as in that division. And then finally, you would have the world title um, be at the very top, where obviously all the aforementioned indie stars and smaller guys, and the, again, the occasional legends such as Sting, maybe even Triple H, maybe even The Undertaker, sort of come in um, and they will basically be there, you know, sort of trading the title back and forth. Basically, they'll push one person to the title, and then that will probably be be it, and then they'll be thrown back down for quite a while because they have so many champ- There's so many wrestlers to go through to be world champion. Um, and that's basically the championship hierarchy. Now how each one of them will be booked, like how each one will be booked in each division in, in a bit more detail. So the Divas division, it'll most likely be Paige and Becky Lynch as sort of the the main champions for the moment and then they'll probably occasionally throw in someone like, you know, Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks. I'll probably let them on the title for a little bit, even though they haven't even though Sasha Banks is starting to show some more promise and like people are starting to like her more, she'll probably end up coming in. They'll probably end up changing it up, so it'll be those three. Um, people are starting to turn on Charlotte a little bit, so she might be bumped down a little bit. And AJ's title reign will most like, would have, would most likely be untouched. Um, besides maybe Paige being allowed to even get near it or even surpass it, because Paige seems seems to be the only person who's equal to AJ in talent. And by talent, I mean the roster she was compared to just made her look as, uh, more amazing than she actually was when you've got guys like when you've got girls like Sasha Banks, Charlotte and Becky Lynch who actually are good in a really competitive NXT Divas division but I digress and that's pretty much how the Divas division would be booked it'd be like Paige, Becky, Sasha trade the titles back and forth and then you have sort of AJ's title reign not be touched and again unless it's Paige is the one to surpass it um, In terms of the tag team division, there's not much that I can really say at the moment. It would most likely be the Dudleys and the New Day sort of being the ones to sort of trade the titles back and forth. Um, there's been talks of, like, you know, how the IWC want to bring the Hardys back, and for some reason, they even said Edge and Christian, even though Edge, even though Edge is, you know, retired from injury. You know, that whole health and safety thing that the c seem to not really give a shit about if, they do, if it's because it does, they don't get their own way because of it. You know, the same thing's happened to Daniel Bryan at the moment. You know, so... You know, you'll have the duddies in the New Day in terms of people are actually there. If the Hardys were to come back, obviously they would get a shot. Um, They might try and build up the Ascension again. Um, They might try and give the primetime players something, because obviously the primetime players were somewhat likable, even though their characters really didn't go anywhere once they actually captured the titles. And that's most likely how that all will get booked. Because, again if the legends are returning they automatically deserve the titles if they're liked by the IWC obviously if they're not then it's just old guys coming in and stealing the spotlight but when it's the case of someone like the Dudleys you know even I like the Dudleys so as long as they are built up correctly obviously I don't want them just automatically winning the titles but because of how the IWC seems to work where once someone they like comes onto the main roster they need to be pushed to the moon pretty much instantly we'll probably end up seeing that with the Dudleys if the IWC were to do it um in that way and then when it comes to the US and the titles like i said it's probably going to be the big guys because apparently the big guy, you know it's not it's the big guys time is gone it's all about the small guys now it'll be those guys and then people that the had WC simply just do not like um at the moment they'll most likely be in that title picture like i said they might try and use it as a step they might try and use it occasionally as a stepping stone for guys that they like in case k- because obviously when i go into the world title you're going to see how oversaturated it's going to be and how overpacked it's going to be with people so yeah you have big guy- you have Guys like The Big Show, Roman Reigns, um, maybe Luke Harper. I mean, Luke Harper's quite quite liked, but I feel he would be thrown in there. Um, you know, Ryback might be thrown in there. Miz would definitely be thrown in there. Adam Rose, you know, maybe Zack Ryde, even though I believe he's gone back to NXT like pretty much full-time. Um, so yeah, guys like that would probably be thrown in um, into that sort of division. And it'll just be it'll be a very brawly type place but again because of how they would book it they wouldn't book it like they'd book it half-heartedly because it's guys they don't care about you probably wouldn't get the most interesting matches you probably wouldn't get the most interesting stories out of it and overall the IWC would would take what they think is a, is a job of title and turn it into a job of title just so they can prove their point about it um Again, occasional stepping stone, but besides that, it's probably most like going to be people they don't care about, and they're just going to half-ass the division, like they probably will with most of the other divisions, besides the world title picture. And with the world title picture, it is like I said, it's going to be all the indie slash smaller guys coming in. You know, they're almost like being pushed to the moon. Like I've heard people say that Neville should be pushed, should have been pushed to world champion. Kevin Owens, even Finn Balor. You know, those guys should already be at near world championship status obviously if daniel bryan wasn't injured he'd obviously be there he'd be world champion for fucking like 600 days he'd be champion for like two years or something like that same with CM punk if he hadn't left like they would still be champions right now and the one thing that i don't know what the iwc would properly do is if they would split the world titles again or they would keep it as unified because if they if they split it up then the amount of superstars that they would they would push to the top and keep at the top Would make a little bit more sense because there's two titles to fight over whereas if they kept it unified there'd be too many people on on that sort of uh on that on that part of the uh, of the ladder so there'd be like you know a a good 10 plus people fighting for one title and it's going to be hard to make several storylines all fighting for one title and keeping it interesting without it just sort of being like well these guys are fighting for the title and these guys are basically supposed to be fighting for the title but they're just fighting each other for, for really no reason um I mean, they can try and make some interesting storylines out of it being a non-title thing, but for the most part, the IWC seem to like it. it if it's a wrestler they like, it's basically they are either on a title or they're, they're apparently pretty much useless. And with some of the ways I see the IWC try to book non-title storylines, they wouldn't really get any far. They wouldn't get that far with it anyway. So it, it would basically be title storylines, or you're basically on the sidelines in like a filler match that really isn't going to amount to anything. Um, again, legends that I I would mention that would be at the top as well would be guys like Sting, guys like The Undertaker, Triple H. Maybe if they brought Stone Cold back, even though again you know retired with an injury, but again the IDVs don't really care about that because you know they they want what they you know they they're gonna get what they want even if it means you know endangering a superstar's health, you know all that sort of thing will sort of go into it um i mean again outliers that aren't big guys who are big guys and aren't small guys outliers would be you know guys like kevin owens cesaro maybe brock lesnar even a brock lesnar is sort of a half and half at, at, at the best of times um samoa joe he'd probably be pushed up to the main roster just so he could you know be in that world title uh sort of quota um bray wyatt maybe if he's if he's still favoured with the iwc at the moment like he would he would be up there as well um you know, John Cena, like John, John Cena, would definitely not be there. Like as much as people, like as people hate to accept the fact that John Cena is actually, you know, a really really good wrestler and can be a very strong champion, the IWC refused to accept that fact. So you definitely wouldn't see John Cena there. Like Ric Flair, Flair's sixteen world titles would be safe with the IWC because they would not let Cena go anywhere near that title until maybe his retirement, where they'll make it, where They'll make Cena draw it, and they won't actually make him surpass it. So that's how you know everything would basically how how the LWC would book it, and how would each of those points affect it. So you have the era that the the era. So with the nineteen ninety eight to two thousand two era, and how and you know how violent it was, how some storylines could have been very shocking. Even though there were some shocking storylines, even storylines of recent history, you know, within the last you know five or six years, have been quite shocking for the WWE with all the excessive violence. And the excessive, you know, they probably use a lot of nudity for like the divas and whatnot. Like go back to that that sort of um, that sort of era. It would definitely drive away a lot of the PG audience that we have today. Which, in terms of the overall IWC, there won't be that much shifting. But in terms of actual live audiences and people who watch at home that aren't part of the IWC, there will definitely be a major major shift in in all of that because a lot of charities will pull out and not want to be a part of it which you know may cause you know hard workers like john cena to eventually leave the company because of it because as much as because as much as people try to hate on the pg era it has brought in a lot of um a lot of viewership and a lot of income to the company with with charities wanting to get involved obviously john cena you know doing 500 probably now plus wishes you know for the make-a-wish foundation and all that so you know, all that all that charity would go away, which would be a big loss—not of, not only loss of income, but a big loss of face in the WWE. Um, you would have um, you'd have loads of parents and kids, you know, not watching, which would mean stuff like toy lineups and merchandise suddenly becoming less less efficient. Like obviously, yeah, you'd still have your occasional shirts. Maybe some toys will still be sold just by just to collectors and whatnot. And obviously, the DVDs would probably still be decently sold, but you're still going to be losing a lot of money in your sort of merchandise merchandise sort of area. And keep in mind, obviously, the audiences that you lose, you're also going to be losing members on the WWE Network, which that's going to cause a big uh, drop in income as well for the company. So in terms of the era that the IWC want to stick in, they definitely would lose a lot of viewership in terms of how violent it would be, how sexualized it would be, how, how, how 15 to 18 it would be, when at the moment they're stuck at a PG sort of rating. Obviously, you get the occasional bit of blood. The occasional bit of like you know calling someone a bitch or you know occasionally flipping the bird, but obviously in the obviously in the nineteen ninety eight to two thousand time, it was definitely a lot more common. So most likely, I'd say most likely, probably definitely, you're going to be losing a lot of um a lot of um traffic in terms of you know, you no know, kids buying your toys, kids wanting to you know buy tickets to go see these wrestlers again. You'd also be making a huge dent in the charity. Sort of um, demographic, and that, and therefore losing a lot of face, so even more like sponsors and whatnot will, will turn away from you because of you losing face like that. So just in the era alone that the IWC would most likely try to book wrestling in, they they would lose so much just from that um, alone. Now, in terms of the wrestlers that they like, it's basically going to be an opposite of like the '80s. So they complain that you know. Big, all big guys like big guys are boring and they can't wrestle, so we'll, we'll just bring in indie styles of smaller guys. That way, it's not just big guys beating small guys. It'll always be small guys putting on good matches, which on paper sounds good, because it's like, okay, you're always going to get some pretty hyper-competitive matches, and you're definitely going to... And that's, I think that's the only upside that we have, is where the match quality would probably improve slightly, but besides the match quality... In terms of actually building legitimate stars, that is what you're going to lose because sometimes you actually want your stars to have to defeat an obstacle like a, like a Yokozuna, a Big Show, a Mark Henry, a Viscera, you know, those types of people. You need those types of people to sort of step up to the main event scene or just into the scene in general and have your, have your smaller guys overcome them to look even stronger. Whereas if everyone sort of looks equal, it's like there's no dominant star who, who, you know, can do it. I mean, yeah, you could book them to win a bunch of matches, um, you know, to have them win a bunch of matches against the guys who are the same size as him, but because they're also equal in in their own prowess and they're probably not all going to fight each other, you know, multiple times for a while, um, it's not really going to show that much dominance unless you bring in, again, a guy who comes and sort of dominates that sort of smaller guy quota and then have one guy suddenly step up and defeat the guy, then that guy gets over. So if there are no really if there's no real big guys to make a certain style you're trying to push look strong, it's then not really gonna work. It's just gonna be a case of you book a guy to beat a bunch of guys for a while and then they'll all go back to being equal. So it almost looked like it was just a fluke run for a while but where he was but where one particular wrestler was the best in beating everyone and then it goes back to sort of being a level field until another wrestler's booked to do the exact same thing over and over again with no real obstacle in his way. Just a case of what looks like a lucky streak of wins. Um, but then I guess the way around it maybe is to have them, is, is the obstacle be the legends. But in terms of how the re- the legends are in physicality, you know, in terms of guys like The Undertaker, even guys like Sting, you know, Triple H, you know, Triple H isn't getting any younger. Stone Cold obviously retired for a reason. If he were to came, come back, he would definitely be limited. Same with guys like maybe Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, you know, NWO and all that. You know, as much as people could say, oh, it's a big push beating a guy like that, but when you're trying to when your roster initially is trying to look like a very physical, you know, sort you know, sort of spectacle show in terms of your wrestling, the legends honestly are not going to be able to do that as such as they're getting on with age. So even though it may look legit at first, you then sort of look at it in a realistic tone and think, Well, that you kind of expected that to happen really. I mean again you have the occasional legend who they might put a title on again. A guy like Sting comes to mind with how he's being booked recently in actual WWE being being thrown into the main event main event at night champions for the championship and people being on board with that a lot of people being on board with that so you may get that occasional semi-obstacle but i don't think that would be a real true obstacle to sort of push these guys to the top in terms of the wrestlers that they like um in terms of the hierarchy pretty much the only division out of the four that's really going to get any attention is the world title picture again the divas the divas you know place is going to probably not be booked that well Tag team division. Again, it will have a little bit in US and Intercontinental Title. It really depends on how they book those wrestlers. And the world title picture obviously is going to have all the all the hot talents there and in no other part of the card for the most part unless they're a tag team. And in terms of how everyone is booked, again, like I said, the Divas Division is going to the way they're booked, no one's going to be interested in the Divas Division and therefore the Divas may catch on and just leave because of how it's sort of how it's been has been run because again it will be most likely just paige becky and maybe sasha a- again aj's title reign is going to be completely untouched there's going to be no sort of interesting long championship reigns they're just going to be all sort of a month month or two you know not really going to even try and go near aj's title reign unless your name is paige um for the tag team division that one can be booked 12 they'll probably end up doing a lot of stuff like tlc matches ladder matches table matches and such because obviously you have guys at the dudley's there again you have talks of them wanting to try and... They, people want to bring back the Hardy. So obviously, if they were to run the place, they'd try and get them back. They'd try and get Edge and Christian back and have that whole thing go along. So the tag team division can be, could be booked uh, rather smartly if they, if they do go, go about it. But I feel there'd be too many stipulation matches and not enough actual grounded wrestling tag team matches, which will lose a, a, lot, a lot of what they want in their main event, which is obviously the indie stars and the smaller guys who can do the sort of proper technical wrestling so they're going to lose that in their tag team division. The U.S. and Intercontinental uh, titles—they're going to, you know, they're going to basically be wasted. So you know, a really prestigious title like the Intercontinental title is going to be pretty much useless, and they're pretty much going to shit all over that because again, it's probably going to be most likely them throwing all the guys they don't like in there because they feel if you're holding something like the U.S. title and the Intercontinental title, you're pretty much—they pretty much have nothing to do. They pretty much have nothing for you at the moment besides giving you that title, or you're pretty much just. They're just trying to push you lower and lower. Like, obviously, Kevin Owens was fighting for the U.S. title, and as soon as he lost his rivalry with John Cena, everyone was like, well, that's it. You can't even win the U.S. title, so Kevin Owens is obviously buried and whatnot. So, again, almost like it'd be the Mark Henrys, the the big shows, et cetera, in that division. And because they're going to be throwing a load of big guys plus guys that they think aren't that talented, the, the matches, much like probably the Divas, are probably going to be very short. They're going to be very boring affairs. They're going to have very half-assed rivalries. And people, again, not going to pay attention to that that division as much. And again, if the wrestlers catch on, they'll probably end up leaving, going to stuff like Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro and such. And you could end up losing out on a lot of talent that if you book booked them and use them more correctly, you could actually have a very interesting world title. You could either have an interesting US, US or Intercontinental title division, or you can help push them to the world title as well as the guys you've got in the world title picture. And for the world title picture, how that would be affected is... Basically, because they'd have so many people in, in that sort of area, it'd be a person being pushed to the title, but because there's so many people that they will need to push to that point, that person probably won't hold the title for that long, be thrown down, and on with the next person. And because you'll be pushing so many people through the world title um, sort of picture, like giving, giving so many people world titles, not only will the world title lose its value, because you know it'll just be sort of thrown around, you know, changed all the time, but also the stars look like, look, won't look like that, look that legitimate if they if they're not able to be world champion for that long you know you know again no one's really asserting any dominance being world champion for extended amounts of time there's going to be that there's not going to be a person who gets the world title and becomes an obstacle for everyone else and therefore they can't really sort of get over everything and they can't like you know there's, there's not going to be loads of people sort of stepping up to the plate challenging them and then that one person that they're trying to push gets the full push gets the win and it looks really, really good for his title reign. Like, I don't think that's really going to happen again. It, they could try and do that with, with putting in a legend on a title. But again, in terms of how most of the legends that I don't really want to see in wrestling are really catching on with age, they probably it won't look as legitimate, and it will probably look quite forced. You know, in terms of how they win, um, there would be no unclean finishes. Like, every finish would forever be clean. There would never be like an established heel. Who wins dirty because, you know, when a heel wins dirty, that's apparently a cop out and it's apparently bullshit. So it'd be would be very hard overall in terms of how people are booked. There wouldn't be that many sort of convincing heels, and every heel character would most likely be a CM Punk, and then every face would most likely be a Daniel Bryan. So you'd basically have one type of villain, one type of like face, and it would just be very, very bland and boring because everyone would be the exact same thing in every single division. So it's really hard that to uh, to imagine the IWC running the wrestling business, or at least the WWE um, in in that sense. But it was a little bit jumbled in terms of how to explain it. But that is basically my sort of opinion and view on how the IWC would overall book um, a WWE, like what era they would stick in or go back to, what they would do, like what wrestlers they'd most likely want to push and bring in. Um, what the hierarchy of championships would be and how everyone would be booked. Um, obviously, if you agree or disagree, you can obviously put it, you know, in a response, even in a tweet or in the comments or whatever you want to do. Um, obviously, try and be civilized with it. If you don't agree with my opinion, that's okay. Everyone has a separate opinions, but um, that is how I basically feel the IWC would do in terms of booking a a show. Now, before I go, I obviously want to just once again say that KOW has gone under another name change, now been changed to Empire. So it'd be kowempire.weebly.com. Um, and obviously our new Twitter handle is K-O-W-Empire. We And also shout out to all of the shows that we have on the, <clears throat> on, on the website at the moment, which is Ryan Davis' show, which is in its 16th episode. We have the first episodes of Kings and Wrestling Reviews, which is me reviewing NXT Brooklyn, uh, takeover and the, and the summer, and summer summer 2015 you have later smackdown which is at episode six already have an episode two of this is nxt with a mere y2j making his debut um you have raw rewind and the shoot wrestling podcast both starring me obviously with our uh, latest smackdown star, um, starring eric nadaz and also if you guys didn't know already we've stopped really going by a strict um schedule of streaming our content it sort of just gets uploaded at times so you really want to stay So updated on our Twitter and even go to the website itself to see if any updates, a new new broadcast have been put down. But yeah, besides that, um, I've been Dylan Osborne. This has been the second episode of the Shoot Wrestling podcast. And the third episode is going to be on the double standards of the IWC. It's going to be another IWC episode. It's going to be about double standards. I'll be talking about two double standards that have come up recently in wrestling, but That'll be at some point later in the week, but until then, I've been Dylan Osborne, and I will speak to you soon.